Hello, you're very welcome to the Women's Rugby Pod, episode 165, every week, all the way through the season here in the UK. I'm Johnny Hammond, alongside me, Sodia Cabea. Hello, I'm back, I'm back. You are back, back, and you've been busy, we've had to delay recording today, the uni work, <laughs> you're back in rugby, you've been yeah. getting back to the game, tell us all about it, you busy, busy lady. Yes, <laughs> I've been busy, um, yeah, I've just been using my free time really to um, go and do a bit of coaching and visits um, in school, in, in schools around Nottingham, um, and rugby clubs around Nottingham. Um, which has been actually really fun to go in and, you know, go into um, PE classes and classes with girls who are just starting out in rugby or have a little bit of interest in rugby or have no clue what rugby is, um, but to come in as, you know, someone who's um, at the top of their game and then for me, for them to see me and then finish the session and be like, oh, I actually really like rugby and girls are coming up to me at the end being like, you know my local club is or like how did you get into rugby outside of school so it's been really nice it's been really rewarding and to go to also rugby clubs um I went to a rugby club in Nottingham to help out for a fundraiser um and a week later they managed to hit their goal which was you know just so amazing because not only is it rewarding for me but also being able to help and give back um has been really really good um and then yeah just keeping up with my uni work in the in the background wow um I'm exhausted just listening um what what was (laughs) it How do these things come about? And please mention the, the school, if you remember the name and, and the name of the rugby club. Um, I went to Nottingham Casuals um, in Nottingham. And they just reached out to me on Instagram um, a while ago. And I sorted that. Um, but the uh, school um, ones were done through NLD, which is a... Um, a rugby organisation, a Nottingham rugby organisation, um, and they reached out to me, um, and then we organised these free school visits around Nottingham. I can't remember the names if I'm being <laughs> if I'm no, being no, honest. No, no. It's, but it, but it's 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 awesome, isn't it? Um, do do a spot of coaching myself, and just actually to to be able to impart the love of a game that you clearly have onto onto somebody else that possibly isn't in that groove of, of loving it is is incredibly rewarding isn't it yeah no it's great and just to see you know people running around with the ball like, with smiles on their faces it's yeah it's such a good feeling awesome well done you so there you are there's uh, there's how to get Sadie Kabea on um, on a coaching just sign <laughs> the DMs and uh, ask her and she can hardly say no because she's <laughs> That kind of person, um, and, and uni works busy away. Plus, um, we're, we're we're back on the park. We are we are back in full training. Um, not back, not back playing just yet. Hopefully, in a week. Um, but yeah, back full training. So back in the normal schedule, which means I don't get half the day off, which I've which I've been used to. Um, and then yeah, back in. You need a few um, assessments and stuff coming up because it's coming to the end of semester one, which is the usual, the usual year. So um, yeah, it's just been very busy. Very busy indeed. And 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 coming back from a yeah a lengthy, pretty lengthy layoff, um, is that is the mental challenge up there with the physical challenge in terms of confidence? Um, yeah, I think definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think because I have a hamstring injury, which is quite um, a not touch and go, but you don't know if it's going to be fully healed until you do the mechanism that 
you done to um tear it which is sprinting at full speed so you could you can jog you can jump you can lift heavy weights in the gym and it can feel great until you go and do your sprint so i managed to check check that off this week uh, and last week doing my high speed but it's definitely it's definitely a big big mental challenge i'm thinking oh god i don't know is it gonna be okay but i have to trust in the physios trust in the work that i've done um and i think but in terms of actually playing, um, like when I'm back in training, I don't have that mental block. Like when I'm running around, I think I've just been itching a bit to get back, especially because I did it during pre-season. Um, it's been a long time just, you know, gymming and running and getting fit. Um, so I think mentally when I'm on the pitch, I'm fine. It's just that actual like passing the checkpoints to get back fit is where I'm like, oh. I don't know but I think I think that's very common with a hamstring or any uh, muscle injury because you know you can't really scan it every single step of the way to see if it's fully healed or whatever you just have to trust trust the process but you're in a good place we're in a good place we're in a very good place good 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 well it was at round two of the pwr at the weekend yeah round two of the pwr kicked off on the weekend on saturday ealing versus saracens with saracens coming away with the win 52 18 gloucester hartbury got their season up and running with a thumping 52 14 victory over leicester it was 14-0 up at half time people were actually talking about how leicester won the second half but i mean a 52-14 score is still um, quite a thumping. Um, on Sunday in the live game on TNT, Exeter beat Bristol with a bonus point and a fairly comfortable win in the end, which means Saracens and Exeter lead the way on 10 points each. Quinn's picking up a losing bonus point, have six. Bristol, Gloucester, Hartbury and Sale now on five points. The new kids on the block, Ealing and Leicester on one, and Lightning yet to record a point. They had a bye week last week. Yeah, and you've only played one game. You're very keen to uh, yes only one game so far only one game so far well the result of the weekend was undoubtedly sale bouncing back from a a fairly abject uh, loss to bristol the week before beating harlequin's 35 31 neve swales joins us on the pod now the sale sharks hooker there she is sliding straight into the virtual studio neve how are you i'm good thanks how are you Thank you very, very much for joining us. Sadia, meet Neve, Neve, meet Sadia. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Look, we're just talking about just going through the results there. It, look, it's, it's early in a, in, a, in a new season and it's all shiny and glossy and whatever. But that's 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 a really good win, isn't it? It's, it's, a, it's a good statement win. Yeah, unreal. I think that's, like, well, I think that's our first time beating Quinns as well. Um, yeah, unreal, especially from a bad result that we Ball, so, but to win like a bit of confidence for the rest of the season, yeah. Yeah, I was just gonna, yeah, refer back to, to the Bristol game. Well, I was lucky enough to to be there. Um, yes, it, it just I spoke to to Tails to Rachel Taylor, um, after the game. Um, it, j- it just, just wasn't kind of you. What did you do in the week to to bounce back? Um, so Tails, um, she relays messages in a different way. It's never just, it's never boring. She like, she uses metaphors or like songs to like relay her messages. Um, and then last week um, it was a song, and she just reminds us like, what how we want to be this season. We we talk about top four teams and what their qualities are and like how we want to be. And we're reminded like that season, like this season that we want to have them qualities and. How how we had didn't have them qualities on that Bristol game on Quinn. 
Oh, the, just kind of outside on the line there, but um, we've got to know the song. If you uh, are we allowed to to draw the 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 curtain away from behind? Honestly, I can't remember it. Um, <laughs> oh, it was I, impactful then. It was um, uh, who was it? That's gonna annoy us because I literally have it in my head. It'll come to you. It will come to us. It will. <laughs> It'll. It will come to you. Um, brilliant stuff. And, and talking particularly uh, uh, about Harlequins, what were those particular qualities possibly that you've just referenced there that, that got you over the line against uh, against Harlequins? Um, we say that like top four teams are relentless and clinical, and I think definitely think that's what we were at the weekend. Um, we also talk about like focus of full eighty, um, and we weren't a hundred percent full f- focused for the full eighty. Um, but yeah, I do think that we are getting there. Um, and then hopefully by the end of the season, we have all these qualities um, to be able to compete at the highest standard. Yeah, there was some some good tries in there. One from, you, one from yourself. Um, it seems to me that there's, uh, in terms of the, the signings, I think there's you know, some marquee signings that too, you, you've certainly made. But that's blended into a, a, a really nice weave of some experienced players who, who've been at the club yeah, you know, since the beginning, yeah, you know, the Irwin twins. I know they're not twins. I know they're not twins. Um, and 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 some, you know, I know Taylor has a real preference on the, on on your youngsters like like yourself. The blend seems to be a good one now. Is it is it a nice place to to be? Is that kind of the feeling within the camp as well? You you're able to compete now. Yeah, definitely. Like I love playing at Sale. It's such a it's a really good environment. And like the signings are like Taish, Bea, Mars. Um, they've all been like they just ra- ra- raise the standard like on and off pitch, but it's also like lovely to see like how much they enjoy it. Like, um, yeah, they come to training, they smiles all the time, even like with everyone. Um, it's just a lovely environment to play at. You know, one of the signings particularly well, don't you, Sadia? <laughs> yeah, obviously, Moenda coming from Lightning. What has she been like coming into the club? Because obviously now she's gone to vice captain um, within the club, and I know she's, you know, been focusing a lot on leadership and wanting to like impose that on the pitch. And obviously, last week coming away with two tries and a really important game. How important has she been um, for the club? Yeah, she's been incredible. Like, I find like she's really inspiring because only twenty one. And, like, she's achieved so much. Uh, yeah, it's just crazy to think, like, how, how far you could go at such a young age. Um, yeah, she's, she's incredible. And I think as well, like, it's great to see how she can develop. Like, um, something that she'd like to develop would be, like, a leadership role. And, like, it's great to see that she has um, gotten that last week and, yeah, see how far she can go with that. For me, she's the new Alex Matthews uh, in the respect that I'm so ancient, um, I remember Gary Street talking to me about um, Alex Matthews when she was about 15, 16. Um, and yet, Streety, what on your uh, continued recovery? Keep going, pal. Um, and then Sam Middleton spoke to me at well, was, it was a Lightning Wasp game. And it was Wanda Talon came, came off the bench and she, I think she was 16, 17, something like that. And he said, yeah, she's going to be really, really special. Um, she's got over her injury worries now and she's going to, yeah, make some, make some waves. Um, Beatrice Rigoni, no, no, that's the English way of saying her first name, but um, she's a maverick, isn't she? She's a superstar. What's, uh, what's she bringing, um, apart from the sunglasses? I know she's got a snood now rather than the sunglasses, <laughs> but what, uh, what what's she bringing to the party? Um, honestly, just energy. Like, 
she has so much flair. Um, yeah, and she's hilarious too. Like, she is so funny. Um, yeah, she's just, she, t- like, ups the pace of the game, like, completely. Like, she's incredible um, in that sort of sense. And she can play anywhere as well. Like, she's so, she's so versatile. Um, yeah, she's incredible. Yeah, she was at 10 at the weekend, wasn't she, um, with that interception try. Um, and you yourself, you say you're enjoying your, your ruggers at sale. Um, and, and, and internationally, where are you at? What are the aspirations? Do you set a, a two, three, five-year plan? Where are you personally? Um, personally, I've still got one year of under-20s left. So hopefully, like, make an impact with that team this season as much as I can. Um and really, it's just more like this season, like, focuses on me, um, keep growing. Because um, I think, especially as a hooker, like, um, you grow into your position. Like, people are saying that, like, your peak at, like, your late 20s type of thing is my position. So it's more like, don't, like, get too ahead of myself or anything like that. Um, yeah, especially just focus on the now and then what happens will happen um, in its own time. Yeah, those England hookers... On the uh, on the downside of the, their careers rather than the upside, aren't they? Uh, like <laughs> Amy Kikane and uh, you can't uh, say that, Johnny. I, I, I mean, I think I just have, um, and I hopefully know them both well enough to know that um, I always say these things with uh, tongue in cheek. But um, they're yeah, old no, souls. They're old souls. Amy Kikane with the Crocs and all the rest of it. She is definitely a a very old soul. Um, brilliant stuff. Um, and and just tell us about. Um, the combination of Katie Daly McLean, MVE, and, uh, and and Rachel Taylor, and some changes in the the, the backroom staff alongside those two. Yeah, um, EDM, like she's got great experience. She does a lot of skills, sort of thing with the backs. Um, yeah, she's great, especially like with our tens um, and playmakers. Um, in tails, she's just incredible. Like last season, she didn't have a lot of help, and she's done that all on her own, really. Um, and yeah, she's just so inspiring. And like, as I said, like the way she relays the messages is great, and she makes it such a great environment. Um, and then this season we've had um, Daggy, um, Louise Daglish, and Mark Luffman Luffers. Um, Daggy, she's been really good and well, like with the backs, um, skills wise. And um, she just raised the standard really, like even literally just little things like catch pass, like she's raised the standard for us. Um, and I think Luffer's like our set piece, like he's been really good. Um I it's like more like a full circle more really um kinda with Luffer's because um when I was seventeen at DMP, he was like like that was my first throwing coach um sort of thing. So yeah, it's like mental say that like I could literally only throw five meters like when I was seventeen and then now I'm like playing in the Prem and um with him there. So yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm sure that that is not lost on him. I've got a lot of time for for Luffers. He's a he's a salt of the earth kind of guy, and um, yeah, it was great to, great to see him in back involved. You have got one more question to remember the song, um, <laughs> the ambitions for sale this this season. Um, I think keep building. Like we can't expect um, like huge things to happen within a season, like within a couple of seasons we've had. But I think. This season, people will take us more seriously because um, the season we had last season. Um, so just proving that, um, like we belong in this league and that um, we can do great things and that rugby belongs back up in the north. Um, like something that's close to my heart is the northern rugby matters. Um, so yeah, just proving that that it does matter. Um, yeah. 
it really does. That's brilliant. Thank you so much, Dave. Really, really appreciate your your time. I know you got to shoot off, but um, yeah, really appreciate you spending some time with us and a little deep dive into into sale shocks. Good luck with the twenties. Good yeah. luck with sale. Um, yeah, you're 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 a nice bunch to be around, and um, yeah, good luck with it all. Cheers. Thank you, guys. I'm Shani Williams, and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. So there we are, Neve Swales. Speaks well, doesn't she? Um, uh, and sale, look, it, it takes time, doesn't it? And and people do these things in a in a different way. If you think that Exeter started up at the same time as uh, as sale, and, and they've done it in a in a different way, um, and therefore, you know, Exeter making some sort of changes over the off season now that probably more, you know, more than more than others had to and, and sailor done it in a really sustainable way and reading between the lines and, and this is my thoughts rather than anything else but when when if sailor refused a place um in, in the new premiership it, it, I, I understand that that was because they weren't given enough support in trying to uphold rugby in the north and, and it's that important to them um that okay it was never really going to be sacrificed but actually that they said no no we want to do this properly um and the men's team and the women's team it's, it's a club that are really building and solid foundations you feel sale they've been chipping away um slowly since they've joined the prem and i think they're um it's all coming to the surface now and they're they're reaping the rewards especially with that result um from the weekend but like you said they're a team where they want to do everything at a high standard and if that means like you said um you know being able to join up with the men and um put out the best that they can performance wise but also facility wise and training wise and coaching wise then they've got to do that so it's really nice to see that they have been able to you know come back together and um build as a team and yeah hopefully it only only continues to get better and I think with uh, you look at a lot of these things, and you look for me, you look at the people, at the top of the organisation. You know, I, I know for a fact Michelle Orange is, is very involved um, in the women's team. KDM, we know uh, what an incredible rugby brain she has. Rachel Taylor, work ethic, a former international captain herself as well. Um, yeah, Mark Luffman in there. Yeah, just some some really good people. And they've taken that step up, haven't they, in terms of the signings for this season? Rigoni, um, Moena, Tatasha Harper, you know, getting these uh, names and who are, you know, in their own right, amazing players. And it seems like they've come in and they've, you know, slotted right into that um, Cell Sharks um, values and their team values. And it's only added to, to how they're playing. So, yeah. It was a good win for Saracens as well. A double header at uh, Valis Way to uh, Ealing Trail Finders, eighteen fifty two. Saracens are going to be there or thereabouts again, aren't they? It seems so. <laughs> it seems so. I mean, obviously, two two big uh, results um, for their first two games. Um, and it seems like, you know, the internationals have come back um, and they've, you know, brought up that standard from where they were in the cup um, kept that cup standard and are only just building from then. And it seems like on the pitch they've already clicked. And to do that so early on in the season, uh, like you said, I think they're going to um, continue to stay to stay somewhere near the top. 
And great to see Zoe Harrison back. You know, that is a, there's a, that's a really long layoff. Yeah, yeah, I know. She's had such a long time out and she's been working so, so hard to get back. Um, and for her to come back in, you know, such good form and I think she's in great spirits as well. It's, it's really good to see. And obviously, I'm sure Sari's have missed her and I'm sure she will be, um, back in the England shirt soon too. Just breach scoring, just breach tries. Um, Sophie Bridges, talk to me uh, uh, about her. Just quietly going about her business, but Alex Osterbury hasn't single many people out, but um, has been very, very pleased with the way she started the season. Sophie Bridges, Bridge, she's been yeah working so hard over preseason. Obviously, she's been in England camp, went away to WXV, got her first her first cap. Um, so she's been on on an absolute rocket of a journey um, over the past six six months. Um, and I think she's a really, really special talent. I think she's one of those centres which have, you know, the best of both worlds. She can run, she can pass. She, she's a great ball carrier as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, every she has every right to be getting the props from Alex. And I think, yeah, she's one of those people who just work away in the background. But I'm sure she'll be, you know, in people's mouths and in people's ears a lot throughout the season. Good stuff. And, and, and Ealing, uh, I mean, Abby Dow is just... Oh, just a sensation. She's another couple of try, tries at the weekend. I just fear that um, someone like Abby can, can score tries from absolutely nothing, as as we all know. Um, you know, whether when she's away with England, um, whether they're going to rely on that sort of individual talent too much. Yeah, I mean, that's always, or especially as they're a new team and they have made some good signings, obviously you don't want to be able to, you want to be able to, you know, work as a team and not fall back on those star players like, like Abby Dow, like their sevens girls as well. Um, and who did they play last week? Last week, their game. Now you're testing Cause... me. Uh, it was Harlequins, 17-25, something like that. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So even seventeen twenty-two. Yep. Seventeen twenty-two. I remember seeing that result and thinking, "Oh, that was that was close." But obviously, Queens are on their own journey at the moment. But like you see, when they come up against the the bigger teams, the top four teams, um, like you said, it is it is a worry. But I know what Giselle Maver is like, and she always finds a way to um, you know, bring her bring her troops back together. So it'll be interesting to see how they go over the rest of the season. You mentioned Harlequins there uh, on their own journey. Yeah, I'm with you. It's um, seems like a, a, a funny place. The captain sees James over to Jay Kunkel and looks like she's going to be out for a while. Saw a nasty old picture on social media with her her down saying might be out for a while. Um, that's a that's a big big old loss. Plenty of established Harlequins players gone. The breaches, the the cocaines. These kind of uh, players, Ellie Green as well, you know, not too many starts, but a, a real Quinn through and through. Um, where are they on that journey, as you mentioned? Yeah, I'm not quite sure where they are on their journey. I think, you know, very similar um, to, to to Lightning. I think they have a lot, a lot of talent and a lot of, um, on paper, they they are a really strong team um, from from their club players, from their cup players to their internationals. Um, they have a lot of talent in there. I think there's just something in there that's not clicking at the moment. So I think they're just trying to find their their feet in their way of playing. I don't know if that's through captaincy or or if um, 
through training they've had a few coaching changes you know with maybe Aaron Turner coming in uh, new set piece coaches new forward coaches coming in so maybe it's just a bit too much shifting going on and now they're trying to find their feet and you know find how Quinns play again um so I think yeah they're just in the point of um you know finding yeah finding what that Quinns way is as you say yeah lots of change almost permanent change um with various personnel, whether it be to coaching and, and players, um, going to have to pick it back up. I just wonder whether there's some bedding in time for the Hellas, the South African number eight, um, Lacha. Yeah, they both scored at the, the, the weekend. Um, but as you say, on paper, it is a very talented squad still. And um, nobody is writing them off being there or thereabouts come the end of the season. Um, champions, that's terrible, isn't it? You've got to s- sit out week one. Jumping at the bit, long pre-season, all the rest of it, but um, you you want to make a statement and poor old Leicester were at uh, the hands of a 52-14 uh, win from the from the circus. 14-0 at half-time, um, they were definitely jumping at the bit to get out, um, you know, and put as many points on the scoreboard as possible. And I think that's a sign of of a good team. You know, no matter no matter who you're playing, when you're playing, they always want to put out their their best performance. You know, a bit of a slower second half, but still a 52. 14 win is nothing, you know, to, to you know, brush brush over lightly. Um, so, yeah, Gloucester's still obviously in great form from last season and, and I'm sure they're going to be hoping to finish um, in the same place. Yeah, it was interesting. To, uh, Kelly Smith, I mean, she's not Kelly Smith anymore, is she? Oh, I can't remember the name of her husband who's a rugby player. Second row. Um, it'll come to me. Neve. Uh, but great to see her back because again, really lengthy lay layoff for her. She's a real stalwart of that of that club. A good player as well. Um, El Perry back as well in the front row. Um, I think she picked up player of the player of the match. Got to got to try. She's a mum. Well, Sarah Beckett. That was a nice score from her. Uh, Mo Hunt is fizzing around. We'll chat about her a little bit later as well. Um, for Leicester, almost a little bit like uh, like Ealing. Meg Jones, um, what a couple of conversions and a try. I've got a try last week as well, didn't she? Um, mm-hmm. Absolute talent. Um, let's hope she continues to, to do good stuff with. Because she's staying with 15s now, as I understand, rather than going off to sevens. She's certainly not in Dubai this weekend. No, yeah, not in Dubai this weekend, but I think. Olympics, right? Olympics, yeah, she is. I think she's doing the Olympics. So where where everybody fitting well in an England midfield or even backline? Where does Meg Jones play, Sorry, Kabea? <laughs> yeah, I have no clue. I mean, I would hate, I absolutely hate to be um, Mitch uh, John Mitchell at the moment. Uh, or when everyone's back fit, obviously, with the likes of Emily Scarrett coming back, Zoe Harrison being back, Holly Aitchison in that 10, 10 slot at the moment, you've got Tatiana Hurd, you've got Amber Reid um, in those centres, and obviously Meg Jones, you've got Helena Rowland, so it's an absolute embarrassment of riches, and I think, you know, Meg Jones is one of those people that have the ability to change the game, so whether you start or whether you have her on the bench, I think she always needs to be on that team sheet, but I, I, have, I have no clue what they're going to do. <laughs> Wonderful, wonderful headaches to have. And in the Sunday game, um, yeah, it's hoping for a sort of real contest between Exeter and, and Bristol. Um, it didn't kind of turn out that way in the end. Um, 
Bristol started with a real, real bang. And after that, kind of just felt that, um, yeah, it was a fairly comfortable win in the end for uh, Susie Appleby's bunch. The Americans make a big difference, don't they? Um, I mean, I hope Rogers is back at the moment, but Rachel Johnson. Oh, what does she like to play? <laughs> Rachel Johnson is an absolute wrecking ball. I mean, I feel like every, every team that comes up against her, they always know that when she gets the ball, when she's landing you up in a tackle, you don't want you running directly at her and you don't want her running directly at you. Um, I think, yeah, she's just uh, she's a great athlete um, and she's great around the park. So, yeah, not not the easiest person to come up against. No, indeed not. Uh, Gabby Cantona, really nice foil to Alex Tessier in that midfield. Um yeah, that partnership's going to grow and grow. I, I like the way Alex Tissier plays the game. Very unflappable. Does all the nuts and bolts really, really well. Uh, Kobayashi uh, was due to be starting. She didn't in the end. Marion Deutsch at 13. I, I think she's a fullback. Um, I really like her as a player. But um, yeah, Kate Buchanan was player of the match. Um, an outstanding performance from from her. Their, their top four are for you, Exeter? Yeah, yeah, I definitely think there will be a top four as long as long as they keep uh, keep um, in form. Yeah, I think they've got everything they need to to make their top four again. And, and Bristol, um, they made absolutely no bones about it. Uh, Dave Ward, they had a honcho there. Yeah, very vocal about you know, what they want to do. Um, the aim and, and the season effectively would be a, be a failure if they didn't get a top two home semi final. As a player, do you like hearing? Would you like hearing that kind of stuff from your your head coach those kind of open ambitions you know i don't know what um the like team culture at bristol maybe like that's their team culture you know they like to aim super high and, and and if they don't achieve that maybe that's what what drives them to get to the top so um for me personally i'm not sure how i'd be but it maybe that's what they're used to in that environment it seems like dave is quite a vocal coach anyway um so i can imagine in all the meetings and their in their pre and post game meetings, he's um, very vocal about what what they want and you know what they're what they're looking up to. And obviously, it's quite daunting when your coach does say that. But I think I think I'm feeling for Bristol. That's that's something that drives them. Yeah, I, I get the feeling. It, it, two semi final losses, both away from home. He's, he's a bright coach. He's looked at the stats. <laughs> you, you you don't win away from home in a semi final, and to get over that that kind of hurdle, um, yeah, put, put that challenge out and it's kind of laid that down for for his players. I think there's enough experience, enough quality. Yeah, Abby War's back now. Um, big, big leader within that squad to kind of embrace that challenge. So, um, yeah, there we are. Um, let's see how they get on this weekend. Speaking of this weekend, um, on Friday night under the lights at Shaftesbury Park, Bristol host Gloucester Hartbury. Uh, it's a, a tough game, five-day turnaround. Um, Saturday, see Sale host Exeter. London Derby as Saracens go to the Stoop to face Harlequins. And on Sunday in the live game on TNT, it's a double header at Welford Road. Mattioli Woods, Welford Road. Uh, with Leicester versus Loughborough Lightning. Another derby. Another derby. First derby for Leicester and Lightning. Let's get you up to date with all the news now from other parts of the globe. To Ireland, just one game in the AAL Ireland League. Railway Union move up to third upper comprehensive 78-10 win at Wicklow. 
this weekend. Bellingcock take on Norwegians. UL Bows travel to Old Belvedere. And the game of the weekend has to be Railroad Union hosting Blackrock College or Wicklow off to Sartonians. Over to Brazil, a mini-series between Portugal and Brazil. So Portugal tie the series with 13-5 win in San Paulo. In France, Elite 1 Feminine, round 2. Pool 1, Bobogny lost 44-3 to Montpellier. Rogmanac Clement beat Lille 46-0. Stade Francais lost 64-5 to Stade Bordelais. In Pool 2, Blagnac. Victorious over Grenoble, 32-6. Stade Toulousien won on the road at Lyon, 32-20. And Stade Rene won a tight one, 25-20 against Lens. This week, round three, Montpellier versus Stade Francais. Lille take on Bobogny, while Stade Bordelais, the champions, host Rogmana. In pool two, Blagnac travel to Lens. Stade Toulousien host Stade Rene and Grenoble are at home to Lyon. Fiji won the Pacific Games gold medal over the weekend, their fourth title in a row in Solomon Islands. But it was Wallace and Futana that stole the headlines, picking up the bronze medal in their first ever tournament. Rugby only started to be played 10 years ago, so very much developing, but this will be a huge boost. Yeah, it will indeed. And as ever, thank you, Scrum Queens, for that information. John Birch, top man with all that kind of detail. Let's get into... Um, the fixtures for the PWR this weekend. Let's give those a little preview. I'm Sarah Hedonate, and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. Let's work chronologically. Bristol hosting Gloucester Hartbury. Ooh. <laughs> That's a, a, a tough game. Where's that going to be won and lost? Um, I think it's definitely going to be won and lost in the backs. I feel like the forward packs, Bristol and Gloucester, you know, they are huge packs. Um, and I feel like they're going to go out in one another. Um, huge collisions, you know, good scrummaging packs. Obviously, Bots and Burner packing down with Lark in that, in that front row. And Gloucester, their Welsh, Welsh um, props, they are, you know... Really strong, but I feel like in the back line is where it's been won and lost because I know, well, I'm a forward myself, but I know the forwards are going to do what they can do. It will just be whether the, uh, the bats can, um, you know, turn up on the day. Um, so I think that is where it's been won and lost in those, in those wide channels. Yeah, the, uh, the Deb Willis and Renika Bonnard of, of this world, um, they do like to keep the ball, don't they, to Bristol? And at the weekend when they didn't have the ball, they looked, uh, lost is far too strong, but um, they look uncomfortable when they don't have it. Um, Gloucester will be conscious of that. It's a, it's a smart coaching bunch with uh, Sean Lynn. Bristol are, they're a team we like to play from, you know, their five metre all the way to, to the opposite, opposite try line. Like you said, they like to keep the ball quite a lot. So yeah, I'm sure Gloucester would have done their, done their, um, analysis and done their research and know you know when to get the ball when to keep the ball and how to build the pressure against Bristol um so they can you know get the best out of um, out of out of their own side just as a side point this, this is a block of of, of six back to back games yeah that's never been done before in in, in premiership rugby um it, no, is, yeah. that, is that has that been spoken about you know in your pre-season what have you not in pre-season as such, but it definitely has been spoken about, you know, once the, the Prem started um, to lead up 
to the Prem, um, obviously I feel like a lot of clubs will be trying to take it um, easier during the week, maybe only training three days, maybe only training two days to make sure they're fresh um, enough for, for the games on the weekend. But yeah, six games on the trot um, is a lot. <laughs> I'm missing out on two, so I feel like I'm okay. <laughs> but for the rest of the girls, yeah, that is um, yeah a big a big feat. Well, you're going to have to squeeze six games effort into four, so... Um... <laughs> I think you know, X is, is not a light bunch. Um, big physical pack that they are. Uh, as you say, Rachel Johnson running at you for, for 80 minutes, literally constantly. Um, I think that's going to take its toll on, on, on Bristol. I know there's been a, a bit of rotation, but not, not a huge amount. There's only one or two changes between week one and week two. So that five-day turnaround with such a physical game against Exeter, will Gloucester smell sense blood? I don't know if that's going to be at the forefront of their brains. I think more so for for Bristol. Um, obviously, coming away from that game, uh, a few injuries in there. Seems to me, Pam, on social media, in a boot. Hopefully, it's not too much of a bad injury for for her. But yeah, I'm sure there'll be a lot of sore sore bodies. And then only having a five-day turnaround and having a team like Gloucester to come up against. You know, that's a lot of a lot to do in, in, in that short amount of time. So, yeah, it will be interesting to see how Bristol can turn it around and also if Gloucester can, you know, capitalise on any any bits of fatigue still left. Who's winning? I'm going to say Gloucester. Oof, I'm with you. Uh, Sale hosting Exeter. Do people like going up to play at Sale or is that, the, that just a myth? People do not like to go up and play against Sale. Oh. <laughs> Um, is it because one, the team, the surroundings? What, what is it? I think it's the pitch. <laughs> the pitch in um, these cold months um, is not the nicest to play on, and especially for teams who are used to <laughs> playing on 4G, Loughborough, or, you know, pitches that are quite um, well-kept all the time, going down to sale um and getting very, very muddy um, is not the most ideal. But obviously for sale, that's what they're used to. That's their home ground, you know, and they get a lot of supporters down. So they're in their element, whereas other teams coming down are, you know, thinking, oh, I'm going to be cold, I'm going to I'm gonna be slow. Um, so, yeah, that'll be interesting. But I definitely think um, Exeter are still going to be bringing, bringing their A game. And I think Exeter, obviously, they're... They, I feel like they play the best when they're at home at Sandy Park with their supporters. But, you know, they're a team that always comes together. They have, you know, um, star players all over the pitch. So it will still be a very, very tough game for Sale. And hopefully they can bring bring that winning momentum um, from the game last week. But I still think Exeter may come away with that win. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm probably with you. I think Sale are, are bidding in. Um... Yeah, some some new players in, in, in big places, as are Exeter as well. I, I feel the, the Exeter squad, and they've had to make some changes. Um, they had a really, really short t- time to to put a team together um, a couple of years back when when they started out. And Susie Apu was yeah, getting people from all, all over the world and created this incredible culture of this family, you know, because they people didn't have anyone else around them. And... Um, yeah, we, we know how successful they've been in such a short period of time. With the different laws of um, eligibility of English qualified players, you know, there, there has been a, a shift and a, and a change, um, and new regulations and funding and that kind of stuff. But I, I think the ceiling of this extra team 
Uh, I was having a chat with uh, assistant coach Steve Selvin um, at the weekend. He, he feels that yeah, the ceiling of this team uh, is probably higher than, than, than the previous squad, although not on paper, uh, as big as stars. Exeter, a team who, um, you know, like to grow grow their, their young talent. Uh, obviously, the likes of Maisie Allen coming through, who has been absolutely smashing it. Um, KB Cannon, you know, getting player of the match last week. Um, but also Kobayashi coming back. Obviously, Tessier uh, spotting in, in in the centres as well. I think I think previously, in the previous years, Exeter has been a very, very forward-heavy team. And I think people always knew what to expect for them, even though they did it very, very well. Um, people always knew what to expect. You know, you know, if they get into 22, they're going to go to their forwards, they're going to carry tight and eventually get over that trial. But I think now they, they've got threats everywhere and they're also utilising those threats. Um, so I think I agree with you, Johnny. I think that's that's where their ceiling is, is um, you know, growing so much and getting, you know, a lot, lot higher is because now they've got threats everywhere. Um, and although they have been a team that has been on point and have been able to use their strengths, um, now they're discovering new ones. I, I totally agree. I mean, you know, a, a back line of... Tessie Cantona, Kobayashi, Buchanan, McDonald, and Deutsch. Um, yeah, most people would, would follow themselves for for that kind of quality. Um, yeah, we think they'll be there or thereabouts. Um, big old game at the Stoop. Harlequins won't have liked losing up at, at, at Sale, and then their um, their closest rivals really. Let's let's be honest uh, about it. Over you know the last five. Years, um, Saracens coming in in, in sparkling form. I, I think the Saris juggernaut continues. Yeah, no, I have to, I have to agree. I can only see it going one way, really. But I think for Quinns at this point, I think a lot of it is about um, earning respect, um, earning respect from the league, earning respect from their teammates, um, and you know, earning respect for themselves um, as a team and trying to get to back to that Quinns you know, a couple of seasons ago where they were on top form and, you know, they were they were feared, um, you know, coming into the league. So I think for them, they were wanting to put out a great performance, um, no matter what the score the scoreline is. Um, so that will be interesting to see. But I definitely, definitely think Saracens are going to come in, you know, all guns blazing. It's still, like you said, a, a local rivalry. So they're going to be wanting to put um, a big score on Harlequins too. Speaking of rivalries, it's the old first Midlands derby between Loughborough Lightning and Leicester. Has that been sort of pumped into the group this week? The rivalry? Um, no, actually. Um, Nathan, no our head coach, there's no history to it, exactly. There's no history to it. We haven't played Leicester before um and he's kind of said how can there be a rivalry if you've never played played them um so but with respect I, I meant you know last week the away the away shirt is is a northampton saints you know colors and you know there's a there's a a, a connection there a, a a bridge um so they yeah in that respect so the, the northampton kind of midlands rivalry against leicester so there isn't a rivalry um how are you going to beat them <laughs> <laughs> I think for us, you know, we've been working away a lot over the season. And during, obviously, the Saris game didn't go our way. Um, not, a, not a result that we wanted. But looking back on it, we actually entered Saris 22, 22 times and came away with not the amount of points that we wanted to. 
Um, and I think Sarri's entered ours probably half the amount, um, which shows obviously where we need to work on another fence. But in terms of our attack and our go forward, um, we we have that in our bank. It's just, just about putting those last two, three phases together and staying patient. So we know what we're capable of. Uh, I think now it's just about being patient and um, being able to put that out on the pitch. Um, so I think for us, kind of the same as Quinn's, it's obviously earning that respect from the league. Um, but also you want to show Leicester that, you know, they're probably thinking they've got nothing, they've got nothing to lose. But also a local derby, Loughborough haven't been putting out the best performances. They're probably raring to go thinking, yeah, we can come in and, and get this win. We want to show them that um, it's not it's not that easy and um, it's not going to happen. So, yeah, hopefully we put out a performance that we're proud of and obviously come away with that win this weekend. Uh, how for having a, a week off? You have one game, week off. It's like hard to get, to get things revving again or actually quite a nice, there's a hit out and yeah, there's stuff to work on here. No, yeah, I think it came came for us actually at a good time um, going into Leicester, being that, that being quite a big game for us, and obviously coming off the back of a of a tough loss. Um, I think it's been really good actually to have that extra bit of time to, you know, reevaluate, um, you know, do some more analysis, have some time off, but, and then also come into this week hitting the ground running. Also, been lucky enough to to be involved in the in the TNC coverage of the opening couple of games. Um, yeah, a real honour to to open up the the coverage um is that spoken about because because the game's on on tv isn't it um is that spoken about in, in terms of preparation you sort of red roses slightly more used to that kind of stuff but it but it is, is it is a bit different isn't it with with cameras knocking around and people with the microphones striding around trying to look important it is a bit different but <laughs> but um no it's not spoken about um Nathan, uh, Lightning's way of playing and Nathan's way of coaching is very much focusing on ourselves um, at all times. Um, you know, obviously being able to look look back at teams before going into a week, but very much as soon as it hits, you know, Thursday before a game day, it's all about it's all about Lightning. So obviously last last year we did have a few games broadcasted, so I think we are used to that. But um, it's not something that that phase of the team or something that's spoken about or made a bigger thing than, than it needs to be. Let's finish up for another week. Just a, a couple of shout outs to, to finish us up, Sadia. A big good luck to all of those teams out in Dubai as the yet again revamped World 7 series kicks off at the weekend. Yes, good luck to them all. And shout out to Mo Hunt and Ella Vivas. The last two Red Roses contracts going to those two scrum halves joining Lucy Packer there. What's Mo like? What is Mo like? <laughs> uh, Mo is, yeah, she's great. She's amazing uh, on and off the pitch. Um, I mean, obviously the past couple years in her rugby career have not been um, the most straightforward, obviously missing out on the World Cup, but coming back and putting an absolute shift in the Prem and she is just so all about her teams you know when she's at Gloucester Hartbury she's all about Gloucester Hartbury when she's at England she's all about England and she'll always put everything out there for the badge that she's wearing and she's always wanting to get better um still you know she's had had a long career and is still on some of her game and I think she's still got so much more to give so yeah Mo yeah she, she she's a great player and also she's great off the pitch as well yeah a bundle of energy um Always enjoy uh, her company. Just three try assists at the weekend uh, in that victory. Um, she reminds me 
just the sheer will of, of some captains can have such an influence on a team. And it, this, again, is just a, a personal thought. Martin Johnson's personal will on 2003 England men's team to, to lift the World Cup and Mo Hunt's utter iron will to win the Premiership last season, um, I think, saw Gloucester through to, to a large extent. Um, not the only reason, of course. Um, anyway, uh, Ella Vivas. Good she contracted. Um, a, a, a good scrum half. How, how well do you know her? Um, I don't know her so well. Uh, I only know her through England. But, yeah, Ella is... I think we've now got three nines who play quite differently. And, and Ella is one of those nines who um, have a really good vision of what's in front of them. She likes to, you know, pick up the ball and run. She likes to pop people into small into small, into small gaps. And she also has a huge engine on her, um, her speed of ball. Is, is great and I think that's one thing that she does bring um, to the team is that she's always there, always ready to go and she's always, you know, putting people in those holes because she's already there. Um, so I think she's also very, very deserving of this contract. I mean, if you if you come into camp, if you've seen her play, she works so, so hard and also her energy and her morale around the camp um, is something that is really, really um, uplifting and great for the girls as well. And yeah, so... Two two good players definitely picking up those those contracts. Well, if Scum Hearts didn't bring energy, you'd, you'd be worried, wouldn't you? Uh, <laughs> let's be honest. No, congratulations to to them both. Um, what, what are you up to the uh, the weekend? I'm going to watch the Leicester game. Going to run the water. <laughs> nice. A H2O technician. Yeah, exactly, nice. exactly. No, from Centre, one of the best in the business in terms of water technicians. Um, good stuff. Do wrap up warm. It is going to be yeah cold out there. Yeah, um, might might wear two layers of skins. Yep, all of that kind of stuff. Heated gilets, all the rest of it. Just to remind you then, um, and always encourage people get down live if if you can. If not, watch the stuff that's uh, on the telly. There's highlights uh, on TNT website and stuff as well of the, the weekend's roundups on on a Monday. Uh, but Friday night, seven thirty. Shaftesbury uh, Park, uh, Bristol Bears against Gloucester Hartbury Women. Um, two o'clock, Sale Sharks, Scoreback against Exeter. The Stoop, three o'clock, Harlequins against Saracens. Quins are streaming that game, I believe, as well. So check out their website for that. And then Sunday, the, the live TNT game, Harpers 5, Leicester Tigers Women against Loughborough Lightning. So an absolute pleasure. Um, you put us all to shame with how busy you are, but enjoy the game <laughs> of the weekend. Uh, and great to see you as ever. Well, thank you for having me.